In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Hear this gospel text this time of the year, and we beg God for a favorable judgment. When we come before the fearful judgment seat of Christ, God will number us with the righteous. These, some of these words in the, God, in the epistle text, I think, will help us do this. Um, in reading the epistle text, um, there were three statements that came out to me, and I think I'd like to share some thoughts on them with you. First, my grace is sufficient for you. Secondly, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And third, I will boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. These are not just promises, beloved. They're not just wonderful ideas. But they're given to us by God in His church through the sacraments of baptism, communion, and confession. So I want to encourage you. These are not just good ideas. These are experiences that we have in the church through the sacraments. So first, these words. The Lord's words to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Let's take a look at a couple of scripture verses that will help us understand this a bit more. In uh, the Gospel of John, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And following in verse 16, and of His fullness we have all received, Grace from grace, the fullness of grace we, we receive from Christ in union with him. And these words from uh, the uh, epistle of Peter, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, of our Lord Jesus Christ, as his divine power and given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And these words from St. Paul to the church in Galatia, for you are sons of God through the faith in Christ Jesus, for as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, nor slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So we've been given this blessing of union with Christ in baptism. We're made in the image of, in the likeness of God, but we have a fallen image. It's been marred and fell from grace. Christ came to restore that fallen image. And thus, being joined to Christ through faith and holy baptism, we begin this process of recreation, being renewed to become more and more like Christ, to become children born of God. So in baptism, beloved, we have put on Christ. God's grace, His precious grace, is given to our human nature and union with Him, and we are filled with divine energies. So when the, when, when the Lord says, my grace is sufficient for you, 
He's saying, I'm in you. I'm united to you. It's not just an idea. It's not just a grace, say, of God's words to us. It's actually a union. We see this in the, uh, the example of the sword and the fire. Okay? The sword is cold. The fire is hot. But when the sword unites with the fire, the sword is heated up. It takes on the qualities of the fire. Just like you, the, the very fire of divinity, you have been, you're being touched in your union with God. So God says, my grace is sufficient for you. You're not excited. I'm really excited about this. This is like, this is so awesome. My grace is sufficient for you. It's not just, oh, thank you, Lord. No, he gave us this union so that his grace is in us, touches us, unites us to him, drives us forward into a virtuous life. My grace is sufficient for you. Why? Because I'm united to you. Because I love you. I gave my life for you. I brought myself to you in baptism. And, I, and you have all that I am by nature. I have given to you by grace. St. Athanasius is telling you right here every time you come to his icon. What's he say to us? God became man that man might become God. How does that happen? United to God's glorified humanity, we become like him in that unity because the very attributes of Christ in his divinity are given to us through that union. We are partakers of Christ. So my grace is sufficient for you. So now do you understand? Are you a little more excited? I hope so. <laughs> so, uh, next, my strength is made perfect in weakness. In Holy Communion, we're, giving, we're given strength in weakness. You know, it's an interesting thing that we try to, we flee this looking at ourselves uh, introspectively and seeing our weakness, we kind of look away from that. We don't want to see the things about ourselves that aren't like virtuous or right or good. We kind of run away from that. But the Lord says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So we need to see weakness. We need to see our weaknesses. Because when we see them and, and understand that when we kind of give those weaknesses over to God, he becomes our strength. And this is given to us when we begin to take Holy Communion. These words we say every time before we commune. I believe, O Lord, and I confess that Thou art truly the Christ, the Son of the living God, who did come into the world to save sinners. Oh, oh. So we're admitting what? Weakness. So who's the worst sinner in this whole room? Raise your hand. Yeah, right, yeah. I am it. I am it. We have to admit weakness. We have to come before God in humility. Lord, I am weak. You're my strength. I don't come strong to God because I want to be stronger. I come weak because I want his strength given to me. So let me read some words to us that help us along this way. These are words that we read uh, in preparation for Holy Communion. Uh, 
some prayers before that. Uh, these are St. Uh, John Chrysostom words. O Lord my God, I know that I'm not worthy nor sufficient that thou should enter under the roof of the house of my soul, for it's all deserted and in ruins, and not, that, that is not in, and, and there is not in me a worthy place for you to lay, my, to lay my head. To lay your head. To lay your head, not my head. And then he goes on. But from the height of thy glory, to humble thyself, so now bear me in my humility, as thou to deign to lie in the cave of my manger of dumb animals, so deign also now to come into the manger of my dumb soul and soiled body. Is that, did not refrain from entering and eating with sinners in the house of Simon the leper, so also thou safe to enter the, hum, the house of my humble, humble, leprous, and sinful soul. So we're admitting weakness. We come to God admitting weakness. Lord, I, I'm weak. I, I, I have all these troubles. And I'm admitting them. I, I show you this because this is what we receive when we come to him in this weakness. But grant that the fiery coal of thine all-holy body and precious blood be for the sanctification, enlightenment, and strengthening my wretched soul and body, for the, re, the, the relief from the burden of my many transgressions, for preservation against every demonic activity, the trampling down of my careless and evil habits, the mortification of passions, obedience to thy commandments, growth in divine grace, and the inheritance of thy kingdom. So what do you get when you admit your weakness? The kingdom of God. You get it. You're, he becomes your strength. You say, Lord, I'm weak. I have all these infirmities. Be my strength, Lord. Be my strength. He goes on, and this is what we see as well. Sanctify my soul and my body, my mind, my heart, and my reins and my bowels. Renew me entirely. Implant in my members the fear of thee. Make thy sanctification be inalienable from me. Be my helper and my guide, directing my life in peace. This is what you get. Lord, I am weak. I am the chief sinner. I come to you in humility. And what do I get? I get these great, precious, holy, divine gifts from God in holy communion. Lord, you are my strength. I find my strength in my weak, I find you in my weaknesses. I come to you. So my strength is made perfect in weakness. And then this last comment, I will boast in my firmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And we can find this in confession. Let me read these verses from uh, the epistles. St. James, confess your transgressions to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. In the uh, epistle of John, first epistle of John, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, when we see this, when we understand that we come to God with our infirmities and we receive in that the power of Christ, so several things about this. One, when we come, as St. James says, to confess our sins to one another. It's very important that when we say out loud to another person and to us, to the priest, our sins, the shame of that sin 
is released. Father Hopko used to say, we're sick as our secrets. The stuff that's in you that's not said out loud will harm you. And sometimes it's, the, it's hard stuff to get out. But I'm telling you, if it's hard stuff to get out, it's doing a lot of damage inside. So you need to get it out. And it's very difficult sometimes. I, I, I confess, it's very difficult. Uh, but this is an important piece. We lay it out. Lord, here's my iniquities. Here's my iniquities. And in that, God forgives us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive. And he cleanses us. You know, it's like the sin is like if we see our soul as like a window. And that window gets all dirtied up by sin. And confession cleans the window. It washes the window so we can see clearly again. So this is a, such an important piece of our life, to be able to cleanse us from these iniquities. And then he says in his James, the epistle of James, that we may be healed. Sins injure you. And you know this. Sometimes you can even feel it. In your soul, your sin gets injured. Your soul, your soul is injured by sin. And you need to be healed by this. And so when we come to confession, these three things happen. One, when we say our sin out loud to God, before God, before a priest to God, we are forgiven, we're cleansed, and we're healed. And so what happens then? We receive the power of Christ to do better. We see the power of Christ to do better. So my encouragement to you is, is, is that God has given us tangible ways to experience these great uh, promises that he has given to us. My grace is sufficient for you. Yes, to us, because we're united to Christ in baptism. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Yes, because in my uh, efforts in, uh, to, uh, to come to you uh, in, in, this, in, in my weak state, in, in, uh, in communion, I come to you in, uh, admitting my weakness in communion, I receive your strength. And I boast in my infirmities in, in uh I admit my infirmities in confession, and Christ's power rests upon me. So, let us pray. Lord, we're grateful that the blessings you've given to us in holy baptism, communion, and confession, we ask that we would be graced by your power, your strength, in all the ways to be better Christian people. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.